Mm-hmm. Yeah, bud. <laughs> I was gonna do. I was gonna do a whole thing, but that was funny because, oh, the people can't see it. It is said that the spirits of buried men oft come to this wicked world again, that the churchyard turf is often trod by the unlaid tenants of tomb and sod, that the midnight sea itself is swept by those who have long beneath it slept, and that they of this old mossy wood, whose hoary trunks have for ages stood, that every knoll and dim-lit glade is haunted at night by its restless shade. Welcome, friends to the Joe Blow Horror Show. We re-review, rate, discuss, and break down horror movies, not horror films. We come to you tonight on All Hallows Eve. Sitting here with none other than T-Boo. What's up, buddy? I feel like a werewolf, man, mid-transformation over here. Uh, the, the weather has changed, and I'm slowly turning into the real me. It's cold. It's actually cold out here, down here, nice. in nice in the deep, the deep south. What do you got for a temperature, bud? Oh fuck, I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think it's I think it's in the low 50s, upper 40s right now. Okay. So not bad. Yeah, not not. It's not too cold, but it's it's compared to what we've been getting, man. This is fucking incredible, and yes, it is Halloween, and I'm so fucking excited. I can't wait to go to 13th Gate again. We're going to be doing that um, on my end, but Halloween, man, favorite time of year. This is this is what we do, man. Everybody in the, the horror realm, everyone, this is your guys's, their, everybody's favorite time of year. It all culminates, man. Here we are coming at you with a fireside chat another bonus episode central iowa you can probably hear the fire ripping the wind ripping through the leaves it's a nice full moon night are you able to see the moon where you're at tibu yeah this is a this is a full hunter's moon right now or a uh, blood moon i think it's actually a rare blue blood moon Yep. I was reading, but yeah, I can see it. It's lighting up everything. And yep. It is, man. This is beautiful. So we're under the same moon, but we're many miles apart. Yes. Yep. This episode is number 28. Fireside Chat, Night of the Demons. I am excited to sit down with Tibu and you guys to talk about this movie on the spookiest night of the year. What say you, Tibu? Well, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm kind of dry right now, man. I gotta admit. Oh, 
He's a little bit dry. We gotta get that foreplay action ripping. Let's head over to the Titty Twister. Hollow's Eve, and it's time to drink some beer. The Titty Twister is rocking tonight. We have a couple beers on tap. Are you uh, enjoying anything tonight, Tibu? Hell to the motherfucking yeah. Nice. I got, um, you got, bud? Let's see if I can get this in here for you. That's the yes. uh, Ghost yes. in the Machine yep. by Par Parish Brewing. This is a... Uh, yeah, I think I had this on the last episode, so I've got some more. Um, this is probably, like, the, the more I drink it, I'm finding out that next to Elysian Space Dust, yes, this is I probably exactly my... That. Yeah, this is probably my there. other favorite IPA. No kidding. Nice. I'm coming at you. Oh, and I had a comment that we have not been rating beers. So oh, shit we are going to have to crack this and rate these beers. So tonight I am pairing this episode, not with anything spooky or horror themed, but more fall themed. And I'm coming at you with a local brew. It's called perfect pleasant. It's an American stout with coffee. It's a 16 ouncer and it's 7.5%. This is a local brew. Uh, only about 30 miles from where I'm at, so I am excited to give them a shot. Three, two, one. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Let's give her a sip here. Cheers. Very good. Mm -hmm. Very coffee forward. Not too this strong is, of a stout. Go ahead. It's got that cloudiness to it. Yep. And it's, yeah, it's super hoppy, but it's got like a, uh, it's got a fruity, not, not overly fruity, because I'm not a fan yep. of fruity beers. Citrus. It's got, a, it's got, yeah, like a citrus finish to it that kind of lingers. I, I really like this, man. It kind of coats your mouth a little bit. Nice. Um, well, rating beers, uh, what 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 what's the rating scale same for a film um actually so i'm gonna go ahead and throw a plug out there i am on untapped so follow me on untapped under boss tuna friend me if you like if you like beer i rate beer on there all the time as well give it a little bit of a review untapped is one through five but they go by quarter points so um, I would say this right here, as far as a coffee stout goes, it's, it's very clean. It's very coffee forward. Some stouts leave that bitter kind of malty finish on your tongue. This does not. One more sip here. One sip. Everybody knows the rules. <laughs> I'm going to say this, this is a four out of five for me. 
it's um it's 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 very good very tasty being seven and a half percent it does not taste boozy at all so uh i will be untapping this um so check it out what do you got uh i i do want to throw it out there i mean i like i love darker beers especially this time of year they just taste better by a fire um that that shit's too heavy during the fucking summer but i love coffee i love that bitter malt finish yep. that you're talking about oh but i gotta I, send I you one like of the it. pumpkin stouts dude you would love it then i gotta get on that fucking hey um yeah man i, I fucking maybe i'll I drive down to tomorrow one. and give you guys a six pack before you go into your mansion haunted mansion yeah come to 13th gate with us dude yep. that'd be so so killer i'd freak right. the fuck Sounds out good. I'll um, meet you there 8 p.m uh 8 p.m would be good because we leave here at 9 30 so perfect yeah we're going for a late night i would give i mean i love ipas some people hate it but so and i'm being honest like next to or right there with elysian um i give this a five out of five man straight up wow. i, I love say, this you talked about this. four is your favorite so yeah i love this beer um i think i think it's beer advocate gives it like a 4.9 or whatever the oh, fuck yeah. it is that's that's pretty like, high yeah i think it's damn near as high as you can you can pretty much go besides you know whatever fucking yeah okay so let's get into the episode we obviously are covering 1988's night of the demons and if you have not picked up on the running theme of october it is not on purpose <laughs> Halloween has been the year of 1988. Night of the Demons, night. Yeah, it's strange. Yep. The Blob. Pumpkinhead. Um, flesh Eater. Flesh Eater. This is a hell of a year. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying these. This is going to be, unfortunately, our last one, not ever, but for a while, of our bonus episode, Fireside Chat. After this, we will be getting into our regular run of episodes stay tuned at the end of the show we will announce next episode's movies as well as the discussion topic and the segment so carrying on with the 1988 we're going to keep trucking here the last thing i want to cover before we get into we have a couple horror happenings for you is just some housekeeping i i, I again i hate doing this i hate pimping myself out but if you haven't already, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Slasher. Go ahead and rate us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating and a review. Or actually, I don't even care if you give us a five-star. Just go and rate us. Critique us. Let us know, you know, if there's something that uh, we could no, no, no. do better. No, fuck that. Give us, give us, give us the five stars. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, yeah, five-star <laughs> Yeah, but it's no, going to elevate us. Yes, it'll, it'll help us out. It'll help get the word out. Obviously, we don't do this for money or anything. We do it for fun, but, you know, get the word out. Uh, a lot of people enjoy this show, and let's just think of how many other people out there would enjoy it if they had heard about it. Enough uh, pumping our own tires. Do you have anything before we get into horror, horror happenings? Yeah, man. I'm going to fucking plug my goddamn self on here because I, I don't do it all the time. And oh, I, yes, I that's to do right. That, but yes, um, my, you just on my out show, a new episode today. Yeah, um, on my show, the Nightclub, you can uh, you can find it on any podcatcher out there, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all that shit. Um, we're on 
Facebook, Instagram, and Slasher. I don't do Twitter. Um, it's not it's not my cup of tea. But you can find Nightclub Podcast on any of those social media platforms. We just did an entire month of Halloween episodes, just like we did over here on the Joe Blow Horror Show. And uh, we called it Halloween Havoc. And that's kind of what we're going to do uh, every year is we're going to we're going to have a now it's just going to become a franchise of Halloween Havocs. And there's going to be sequels and shit every Halloween. It's going to be stupid, but it's a lot of fun. So uh, go check that shit out. Absolutely. Go Boom. check it out. It's 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 an awesome show. Uh, a lot of it is just Tibu, but he's got uh, guests on there. Co-hosts Angel. Uh, shout out to her. Shout out to Ricky Prejean. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's it's did some you, good stuff. Uh, did I you love, hear? Did you hear his shout out in the new episode? To I you? don't know if I'd call that a shout out, but yeah, I love that silly <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I love that disillusion Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan. Oh yeah, well this is this is where it's going now. The podcasts are going to start feuding. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, over, well, let me tuck my wiener back between face. my legs and we'll get this uh, carried on here. So <laughs> <laughs> let's get into horror happenings, eh? And we'll be right back after the break with sports. Actually, I am being told that we have some breaking news. We are receiving unconfirmed reports of random acts of bizarre behavior and mass confusion from all over the city. Well, as we broke in with earlier, there have been widespread reports of confusion and erratic behavior as well as rabid-like symptoms being reported all over the city. Now, whatever's happening does not appear to be a local phenomenon. We have other Fucking A, man. Um, I've only got one horror happening that okay. I thought was worth mentioning. Okay. So, uh, if you want to go ahead, start us off. I'll yes. squeeze mine in the middle and you can finish us off. I don't watch trailers. Tibu, do you watch trailers? It depends. Sometimes I'll, like if I see, you know, uh, cool poster art and the description is somewhat intriguing, I, I, mm -hmm. I kind of see what people say about it. If people say the trailer ruins it, I kind of stay away from it. I used to be a trailer watcher, though. Um, yeah. I, and I think, I've said this somewhere before, I think that uh, there's an, an art to making a good trailer. And that art is lost. Sure. To, to to a great degree. I used to kind of watch trailers, but again, I, I got it away from it because it just fucking ruined movies. So mm -hmm. the reason I ask is everybody, especially in the horror community, has seen the new Halloween Kills trailer floating around. Have you seen that? I, I did watch that new teaser, yes. I don't know the last time I was as tempted as I was, but I, I just was like, nope, I'm not watching it. For what it's worth, I don't want to know anything about it either. I just want to know, does it get you excited? Does it get blood no. flowing down to your loins? No. And, and not, not because of the trailer's fault. Uh, I'm already excited for Halloween Kills. I don't need uh -huh. that teaser trailer to make okay. me excited. But it doesn't, if you're worried about anything, it was kind of pointless. A really? pointless little teaser to me. It didn't, yeah. I mean, Well, it's, then all it did was remind people, hey, guess what? We have a movie coming out. Here, That's here it's, it's a day before, two days before Halloween. Let's let's get them pumped up. Okay, so that's what that's it was. all it was. Yep. Okay. That's it. I can appreciate that. So yeah, man, they got to keep that buzz going because it's not going to fucking yeah. come out for another year now. Hey, guess what, Tibu? What's up? We still don't have anybody that wants 
any free handouts, free and clear. Can you imagine? There's not a single person that wants a free zombie movie guide, the ultimate zombie movie <laughs> guide. What? And, and some other free stuff I was going to put in there. So if you're listening to this, shoot us a message on Facebook. Put us a post on Facebook. Shoot us an email. Say hi. Let us know what's going on. Let us know what your day is. Tell us your favorite movie. Reach out. And taking 30 seconds out of your day could get you something free from the Joe Blow Horror Show. We're Anyways. trying. We're literally trying to pawn st- like cool right. shit off on people. Yes. Yep. The nightclub ain't doing that. I'm going to tell you all right now. Like we, we haven't gotten to that level yet. This is a generous man you're listening to in, in Boss Tuna. Okay. Let us know. Okay. What do you got, bud? Well, this, this was exciting news to me. I didn't even know. Uh, I came across this article on Bloody Disgusting. I didn't even know this existed to begin with as a television series that's being developed by HBO, but apparently Hellraiser is getting that treatment as an established Mm -hmm. mythology. It's not a remake. So it's going to assume that, you know, the lore and just expand on it. Um, Speaking of Halloween, David Gordon green is uh, Mm -hmm. going to direct the pilot and several more episodes of the first season. And uh, the writers are Mark, Verheiden, Verheiden, I think how you say it, the Battlestar Galactica guy. Okay. And and um, the man behind Trick or Treat, Krampus, and Godzilla, King of Monsters, motherfucking oh, Michael oh, Doherty. Doherty, yeah. Nice. That should be no, pretty legit not, then. That's not the news. The bit of news that's new that I was like, wait, okay, this is making it even more awesome is that Clive Barker is an executive producer on this shit. Okay, good. So he's behind he's, this. He's man. the original uh, writer for the, the Hellbound Heart. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Good. So then it's going to be taken care of. So I, I'm that gets me excited. Stoked. Fuck yeah. I'll tell you what, side tangent here. I hate Walmart. I hate everything they stand for. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Anyways, I keep it's, hearing well, people. Go ahead. It, we, we just, we. We hate Walmart, but we've accepted it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, it is what it is. Anyways, I keep hearing people say all these movies, you know, at Walmart, great movie deals, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know what? I don't care if I light on fire the second I walk in there. Went and checked it out. I sent Tibu the picture of the haul I had. Mm-hmm. I think it was $68. And what did I have in there? Six, eight movies. I think Some you had like eight, eight films, and yeah, there was a bunch. Like most, most of them I knew. There was like one or two that I hadn't seen though. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't recall what the fuck they were off the top of my head though. You did send me a picture. Yeah, I'm super excited. I got that new Alone movie. It's a zombie movie. I had to get that Blu-ray. I got um, the first season of Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. I got Gremlins one and two Blu-ray. I mean, it was. Oh yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yep, it was. It was pretty legit. So I gotta say, I I was kind of happy uh, with that. Oh, and you you had Hellraiser in there as well, and Evil Dead one and two. Nope, no Hellraiser. But uh, it's funny you say that because that's where I was going with this. I forget how many Hellraiser movies there were. There was a eight film collection on a DVD of Hellraiser. I was walking out of the store and going to buy it. Then I noticed it picked up at number three. I was like, oh my God. 
anyways, the whole point I'm getting at is growing up, the Hellraiser movies were some of the scariest movies I saw. Like they legit, you know, there, there's a couple movies that, you know, every kid is going to remember that, you know, gave them, you know, freaking nightmares, nightmares, night tears. That was it. <laughs> I haven't seen those movies in maybe in college on drunken night. Um, and I'm afraid to rewatch them because I'm afraid that they'll hold up. I've got it built on such a pedestal that I know I'm going to just bite the bullet and watch one of these days, but I'm, I'm hoping that I didn't build them up too much. So anyways, that's my little tangent on Hellraiser. I love the character. I love the story, the mythos, the franchise. I absolutely love it. So maybe uh, I'm a huge fan of um, the Hellraiser series and particularly parts one and two. But but the lore even more so. Oh yeah, like I, I've done research on the Cenobites and Leviathan, all that shit. Uh, yeah. It's so fucking cool. It's it's a it's a totally imagined world. Clive Barker's a fucking writer. I mean, that that that's his bread and butter before making films and stuff, which he directed the first one. Um, yet yeah, those movies are incredible. Yeah. I think as they go on, they they do get uh kind of you know hit and miss but i remember liking some of them uh, particularly inferno and hellseeker i believe the one yeah. where ashley uh what's her is it ashley lawrence she comes back i don't remember she's kirsty cotton right i'm thinking of the right person i don't ask me it's been a while since i saw it so oh fuck you're gonna but have anyways. a fun time the last bit of uh, news I have for horror happenings is pretty exciting, I guess. Patrick Wilson is going to make his directorial debut in directing Insidious 5. To be honest, I haven't seen... Oh, God, I don't think I've seen any Insidious after the second one, but the first and second one are phenomenal. Um so I, I'm a little bit excited. I'm a little bit nervous as well, too, since, you know, he's, he's kind of starting out with such a, an established franchise, for the most part, that are pretty solid. Um, I know the last key was questionable as far as quality goes, but I also know a lot of people that liked it. So we'll see what Patrick Wilson I haven't seen him. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them after the first one. Not not for uh, lack of lack of want. It's just it hasn't happened yet. But I I ran across that. I saw that as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I hope he I hope he does does well and gets to make something of his own. It's probably what this is for. James James Wan is probably like, come on, Patrick, you sit in this chair and do this and make it make it moderately okay, and then you could probably do a passion project or something for Blum. I mean, he's I, I don't really. Know really cut his teeth on these type of movies. I mean, if you think about it, a good chunk of his acting career has been back and forth in the conjuring universe and insidious as well. So, um, you know, he, he's, he's got to have a feel for everything. He's got to have a feel for tone atmosphere, you know, direction the movie needs to go. So. Oh, hell yeah. He's, He's a very accomplished actor in the horror genre at this point. Him, mm -hmm. him, and fucking for some reason, it's like Nicolas Cage just decided to make his home there. I, I, I love it. Mm -hmm. I love that that Nick Cage is just doing horror after horror lately. But uh, 
yes, yeah, so so has Patrick Wilson. He definitely knows those those types of movies. Yep. So we're gonna scoot right along, and if you don't have anything else, we're gonna get into shotgun reviews. Nah, man, we're done with the news. Let's do some reviews. For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. Yeah. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Okay, so we have two reviews coming at you. We're going to do a couple quick ones here. And I'm going to go ahead and let you go first, bud. All right. Uh, this I'm going to go ahead and give some um, Halloween favorites of mine that, that I rewatched this year. Okay. One of them, one of them being uh, Sleepy Hollow, the Tim Burton film from 1999. It is gothic. It is grisly. Uh, both movies I'm going to talk about are pretty pretty much set in that gothic atmosphere um but sleepy hollow man that's that's one i saw as a kid didn't expect to see motherfucking christopher walken pop up as the headless horseman and (laughs) interesting to note um when christopher walken had worked for tim burton before this it was in batman returns do you know christopher walken's character's name in batman returns Mm, i don't it's max Shrek. Max Shrek. That sounds familiar. Is the actor that played Nosferatu in the original 1922 oh, film. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. That's going to that's gonna make sense right after you tell us about your, uh, your first shotgun review. But I highly recommend um, Sleepy Hollow to anyone who hasn't seen it. There's a lot of fainting. A lot of fainting going on in that movie. Just, just saying that. A lot of blood okay. and a lot of fainting. Okay, and what's your rating? For Sleepy Hollow, man, again, nostalgia is deep. But I think the quality of the film merits this as well. I give that a 9 out of 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a Halloween favorite is, of did mine. Did you say, is that the Johnny Depp one? Yes. Yep, okay. So my first shotgun review, and, and I actually mentioned this on one of the group chats Tibu and I are in. Call it a remake. I guess it's technically more a prequel. But that is The Thing 2011. Have you seen it, Tibu? I have not. Ooh. Okay, so I love this movie. I, I really, really do love it. The Thing is, is awesome. I just have a problem. I, I think a lot of the remakes, the reason I like them so much is because it, it really burns my ass. <coughs> oh, this big chunk of smoke blew my face. Excuse me. <laughs> really burns my ass when people dismiss remakes or prequels or sequels to their quote unquote, you know, sacred beloved, you know, OGs. This movie Mm -hmm. was done awesome and the way that they tied it in as a prequel, I think was phenomenal. I mean, it was, it was really good. I had no issues with anything. I thought the acting was awesome. Um, A lot of people had issues with the CGI, which I had no problem with at all. Maybe one scene. Other than that, I mean, the movie was great. It was fantastic. It was atmospheric. It was legitimately scary. They, they kind of piggybacked on the scene, the blood test scene from the original. They did a pretty unique. So I would highly recommend checking this out. I come in at a strong, strong 8.5. 
I've only, this is the second time I've seen it. And I, I honestly think that um, it has potential to go even higher. It, it's, it's awesome. And it fits so perfect with the original. It's one that you could watch and then put the original in and it's going to carry right on. So that's probably how I'm going to do it. Yeah. When I do finally watch it, I'll probably watch that first and then follow it up with the, are you a fan of the original? Um, I've never seen the original, but I have seen John Carpenter's. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I was about ready to wait, wait, I was about let's stop this car, but no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. The, the, you you've seen the black the, and white quote unquote original then yeah no yeah, I have not I'm a fan I'm a fan of Carpenter's the thing yeah the original is from like yeah that's what I'm saying the when, when I mean yes the original in that yes the Carpenter version I would say that is when when people talk about the thing they they are talking about John Carpenter's a thing so that's what I meant with it not uh, not the not the one from the fifties or whatever depends on the horror fan man. Some people like the classics, dude. Yeah, yeah. Don't discount. Don't discount those old fucking grandpa. I'm movies. not discounting them, but if you took ten <laughs> people and and asked them what they think about the thing, nine point nine of them are going to say, "Oh yeah, Kurt Russell is great." So yeah, we need to we need to sit their asses down and educate them a little bit. Oh, Have you boy. seen the original? No. Oh man. Maybe someday I will. Yeah, I'm not, just I'm like not, me. I'm not into those old 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 school movies. I'll tell you that right up front. There's a few, man. There's a few that would probably get you. Probably. Or like like you'd really appreciate. Um, have you ever seen The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari? No, but I want to check it out. That one's like from 36, I think. Uh, Old school. N- no, nah, that was from before that. I don't know the exact it, year. It but that's, Yeah, that's from like the definitely the 20s. That's it might be. silent era shit. Yeah. No, I've heard about it. So what do you got for your second shotgun review and while you well, talk about this i'm gonna stoke the fire so take your time to tie us no no problem to tie us back in to uh max shrek being the original nosferatu and uh <laughs> my first review featuring christopher walken who played a max shrek the second film that i love watching at this time of year is nosferatu phantom of the night or Nosferatu, The Vampire. It's from 1979, and it's directed by Werner Herzog, who a lot of people know him for his documentaries. Uh, really awesome documentary he made called Grizzly Man about Timothy Treadwell, who lived and died with the goddamn bears. That movie's cool, but that's not what I'm talking about. Nosferatu from 1979, a remake okay. of, a movie, of a movie from the 20s. It's got that gothic atmosphere. It's got an incredible performance from Klaus Kinski as Count Dracula. Oh, Klaus Kinski. Unlike in the... Yeah, yeah, man. He's fucking Count Dracula. Unlike in the original Nosferatu, um, they didn't have the copyright to do the story of Dracula. So they changed the the name of the vampire to Count Orlok. Okay. But in, in Werner Herzog's version, he was able to you know, get the rights. And the story is very creepy. And there's a very tragic element to Dracula in this film that wasn't there in the original. When, when I say original, I mean the original thirties Dracula. Um, just, just want to put this out there. 
Doctor uh, Cabinet of Doctor Caligari is 1920 German silent oh, wow, expressionist okay. horror film. Yeah, it's an early one, man. And Tim Burton, Tim Burton is influenced like crazy by by a film that that film. A lot of directors are, but okay. um, I keep going off off topic. Nosferatu the Vampire from '79. I, I I'm kind of like you with the thing. This is a film that every time I watch it, it goes up and up and up. Right now, it's at an 8.5 out of 10. I think it's great for this time of year, especially you want okay. vampires, you want fucking cosmic tragedy, the, the, the curse of being immortal, but you can't fucking help yourself. You're a fucking fiend that needs to suck blood. This movie, th- th- not heavy on the gore, but really heavy on the, on the skin crawling creeps. Like, okay. like a lot of scenes get you like that. Nice. Highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love it. So the last and final shotgun review of the night is Mockingbird 2014. Now a little side tangent, because we all know how much I love side tangents. We have the store. I don't know if I've talked about it in the Tibu era. I know you fans have heard me talk about it before. So this is more, maybe more of a story for Tibu. We have mm-hmm. this video store in Des Moines and it's not like a, family video or a blockbuster or Hollywood video. This is a legit mon pa or mm-hmm. in this case, a pawn pa, if that makes nice. sense. <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple guys that run it pretty, pretty funny. It's a legit store at first. So it's one of those, they got me the very first time I went in there, they had a sign out that was like, you know, clearance sale, everything must go. And I'm like, Oh shit, better check it out. They're going out of business. Well, that was like two years ago and they're still trucking along. They, I don't know how they stay afloat, but you know, those, those boomers are in there still renting VHS. They have a VHS section too, by the way. And, <laughs> yeah. and DVDs. So anyways, I always go in always, I would say maybe twice, three times a year I go in. They have some pretty good. Y'all, y'all got internet over there. <laughs> y'all got the internet. Dude, it's, it's in a, <laughs> kind of a shady area as well too and the store is i mean it walks i mean you walk in and you're expecting to go into a back room where you just see some s&m bondage and some you know the machines oh. back there with a gimp suit on kind of thing when you said it's in a shady area at first i'm like wait so it's like a fucking gay video store in the ghetto or something like that's exactly what i mean that is exactly oh. what i mean yes Yes. That sounds like that sounds like it'd be a cool dive bar. Uh, if you're into that, yeah. I'll send you a picture one of these days. It's it's pretty cool. And the thing is huge too. It's called the video warehouse. It's it's awesome. I talk I, I talk shit, but it's more so as kind of a joke. But the thing's pretty cool. So, anyways, I went there last fall, maybe a year ago, and I, I walked out with like 20 fucking movies. And this was one of them. And I'd never heard of it before. And after doing a little research, people actually like this movie. Have you ever heard of Mockingbird 2014? No. I doubt it. So just a quick little synopsis here or plot summary. A couple are given a camera and a set of instructions, which they must follow or else someone will die. It's a found footage movie. It's one of those where it follows a group of three or four people. They get a movie. They pop it in. They watch it and it has instructions. Do this or you die kind of thing. And it's kind of cool because it 
is one of those where everything gets kind of wrapped up at the end in a nice, neat little bow and you see how it all comes together. So you're following, you know, these four groups, I guess you will, or four people. And uh, the ending is, is really where the payoff is. It's a, a found footage. I enjoyed it. I'm kind of surprised. Uh, I haven't heard Dave Z talk about it. I know he's a huge found footage fan and, and I'm actually wondering if he's seen it because it's really not a lot of buzz about this out there and what buzz there is is they like it. So if you like found footage movies, I'd highly recommend this. I come in at a 6.75 and the last time I watched this, you know, I, I have this as a shotgun review here, but I want to say, I, I don't think I watched it since God, it might've been, it was on one of our camping trips where we watched it on my laptop. So it was probably our winter trip. So I'm definitely going to have to give this one a rewatch, but Mockingbird 2014, 6.75, check it out, especially if you like found footage movies. That's so all I got. Especially if you're fucking Dave Z. Yes, Dave Z. I know you're listening to this. Probably not, but <laughs> check it out. Check it out. That's all we have for shotgun reviews. What do you say we get into our feature review? Let's get spooky. A funeral parlor? Way out here? I can't believe we're gonna party here. Now it's time for party games. Yeah. How about a past life seance? A seance? What the hell was that? The pure evil. The demons. Okay, so Night of the Demons, as we talked about before, is a 1988 movie that is rated R. And you'll know that watching this, that it very clearly is rated R. If you've ever thought, hey, is it possible to shove a lipstick in my nipple? Watch this movie. <laughs> you'll find out. You like that shit, huh? Yep. 90 Minutes directed <laughs> by Kevin Tenney. And he is doesn't have a lot of credit with him, but what he does have is Witchboard. He directed Witchboard and wrote it. He direct or he wrote Witchboard Two, and he has another one called The Witch Trap. So you can see this guy is a got an obsession clearly with witches. Other than that, he really doesn't have a lot of other credits. It was written by Joe Augustin. Night Angel is about what he's known for. Fairly small cast in this. Um, I mean, you know, there's Kathy Podwell uh, as Judy. Um, 
Alvin Alexis is Roger. Uh, the only person that you should know would be Linnea Quigley. Otherwise, Linnea! Might, yep. Otherwise, you might recognize uh, Kathy Podwell as Judy because she was in the show Dallas forever, like 70 or 80 episodes. Otherwise, it was kind of one and done actors, you know. They might have starred in a couple TV shows or whatnot, but pretty pretty low-key, I guess, as far as cast goes. Go ahead. Linnea Quigley, Linnea Quigley was in a, um, a movie that's very similar to this in tone from a few years prior, uh, Return of the Living Dead. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that's where people are going to know her from. She was uh, trash, uh, trash, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, so don't forget, uh, I believe that in every movie that she has been in in the 80s, you need to credit her tits as well. So Linnea Quigley and her tits were in this one as well, too. So this... She's also, she is also an awesome actress. I got, I got, I'm a fan. Yeah, she is pretty good. She's pretty solid. There's some pretty cool trivia with this one. Staying on the Linnea Quigley train. Speaking of trains, hi, Linnea. She's still <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> she met her future husband in this, so he was the prosthetics guy. So he was the guy that did the silicone breasts for her. He probably made a fucking huge-ass dildo for her, and she's just <laughs> like, yeah, dude, strap that sleeve on your cock and fuck me, big boy. <laughs> or he just was like, hey, I made you a life-size replica of my 12-inch dong. He could fucking make one of those fucking crazy machines. I'm sure. Well, prosthetics ain't the same, but you know, he's, he's in there with the effects guys. I mean, it's all silicone. Yeah, man. Yeah. Linnea Quigley met her future husband with this. So that's pretty cool story. I guess this movie, believe it or not, did surprisingly well in its very limited release. So, uh, back then I, I believe it was released limited, uh, in the Michigan area and it made a killing. And if it would have been a world, release um or not world but a a wide release it would have you know like quadruple or like 10 times its budget so that brings it up what do you think the budget on this was um if i had i mean yeah when i when i I know when i'm doing a a a film review with you that i I, I stay away from the trivia and stuff like that because you pull all that up and i like i like i like being surprised on a show for once (laughs) it's on my show i usually do all this stuff um i have no idea but if i had to guess I would say somewhere around $500,000 because it's one location. The effects is pro- are probably the most expensive thing, um, you know, besides paying everybody and shit. But I, yeah, I would say like half a mil. 1.2 million. Really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you got to imagine have- though, there were some visual effects in this too, AKA CGI ish visual well, effects i mean that was like transposed fucking imaging it, right I, i'm not hating on it i i, I was amazed i would have been like you know wow if it was half a million they did a lot with it so one point now i can kind of see where the budget is sure because uh, yeah. i'm in, i'm impressed by by what they do in the in the film special effects wise uh yeah. for for it being a, a late 80s and and yeah like like you're saying i mean this thing wasn't even put out to the world it found oh, an audience limited later so yep did you check what it what its imdb score was no take a guess well i imagine it's low probably like between 4.3 and 5.2 6.2 
What? Yes, sir. All right. Cool. It's a cult classic, man. There's a lot of people that love this movie. No, I, think- I, I knew that. I yeah. just I, IMDb usually don't play by those rules. Well, sometimes no, they, they don't. Do. I don't know. What do you think the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is? That's probably, well, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and guess the the critical score is definitely in the in the trash, probably like in the in the 40s, and the audience score probably in the 60s. 55. So usually it's kind of the other way around. You see Rotten Tomatoes coming a little bit higher than IMDb. The um audio or the review um. Critics score, I want to say it was like 13%. Really? So, God damn. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So let's get into the actual movie itself and go ahead and uh, write this ship, Tibu. Okay. So this is a second time watch for me. Um, I saw this movie last year for the first time ever and was the, the vibes I get are very Evil Dead 2 and very Night. Uh, not night. Uh, Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Not even because of Linnea Quigley. It's just the type of humor that this film is uh, putting right out there, right out in front, just like those movies. Do. Some classic, classic one-liners for sure. Oh man, it's littered with them, and a yep. lot of them comes from that guy Stooge. Stooge who plays. He he is definitely the bro that mm-hmm. nobody really wants to be around or have around, but he's cool enough that he kind of sticks around. You know what I mean? Yep. I, I, I don't know. He, he's, he's funny in a way that I know I'm not supposed to think he's funny. Yep. He's a, See, mis- I, wrote he's a, a I wrote pros and cons and on my pros, the third one down is stooge. I loved him as a character. He's great as a character. Um, he's a misogynist mm-hmm. asshole. Yes. Who- who you want to see what he says and does next, and you can't wait until he finally gets his. Yep. There was some, you know, there there was one character in this movie. I forget his name, but it was the boyfriend, the main boyfriend of uh, Jay. Jay. Yep. Yeah, Judy Judy's boyfriend. That I'm like. Yep. Th- this guy just had a turn like halfway through the movie. He just became yep. a complete asshole that doesn't care. Yes. And sh- she ends up throwing herself back in her ex's arms. What's his name? Val? Sal. Sal. Okay. Yep. Um, so let's run through the know. cast of characters real quick here. So the movie opens and you meet Judy. So she's kind of our, our sweetheart main actress. Her boyfriend is Jay. However, we first meet Sal, who is a greaser. <laughs> is what he he's a greaser with a thick boston accent he is he's, her ex-boyfriend yeah he comes out of nowhere and he's like hey what well i thought it was more like a a cliche new york type accent because he's exactly like, yeah but i mean he was I'm like gonna, you know yep i'm gonna kick your punk ass and stuff like that yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, yep very much you- so and then in the car you have stooge who is the he, he's almost like the obnoxious party or football player He's chubby. You have Roger, who is his black buddy. You have Helen. <laughs> the token black guy in this yep, fucking horror token movie black in the guy. 80s. And you have Helen. And then you have the other couple, who is Franny and Max. So Franny's the Asian chick, and then Max. And then you have the two single girls, who are Ange and Linnea Quigley's character, Suzanne. Yeah, Angela, man. Fucking Angela is is the shit in this movie. She is gothed out. 
Yeah. The, the first. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. I got to back up a second here. Stooge is actually wearing a pig snout, so I think the yeah. writers are really, or the actor might have made that choice and and really put it on on Front Street. What this dude's all about. And, is the first time you see Angela, and uh, Susan is in the the convenience store, right? Oh, great scene. Yeah, man. It starts out with nothing but the the quigs, her butt, like right up in your face. Oh yeah, and you got you got it's it's that's not a camel toe, that's a moose knuckle. It's <laughs> and, and these two <laughs> oh, and these two fucking just straight pervert, unabashed, unashamed, just staring at her, smiling, giggling but are they? themselves. Are they what? are they what? Are they perverts? I mean, let's be real here. Well, yeah, we're all perverts, though. But I'm saying <laughs> exactly. they're totally perving out on this girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the best part is this is all a ploy. While while she's distracting them with yep. her her wear her her earthly wares, uh, <laughs> Angela's running around the store with a a fucking pillowcase. Yes, just putting it was great. putting everything in there, boxes of shit, like box after box of of, of snacks and candy and shit. There's a because, lot of box in there for sure. He, he, Here's what's going on. Angela is throwing a party at Hall House, which is a mortuary that has been abandoned and is rumored to be cursed and littered with evil spirits. So it's Halloween night, which is why we, we picked this movie for the, uh, the final night in the Halloween month run. It, it takes place on Halloween, and she wants to go there and have a fucking rocker, man, a rager. Everybody's excited to go except for, well, who, who'd they have to Judy. basically drag? Yeah, the main character. We had Judy. to drag her out of fucking bed or get her. Oh, to- that opening scene was pretty awesome with her. I mean, this movie really dives right in with the TNA. Mm. I mean, this. I mean, let's just be oh. real here. This has got to be a nine point five as far as TNA goes. Very impressed. But we we forgot one awesome scene that happens right at the beginning when Stooge, Roger, and um, Susan. Is it? Helen. Helen's in the car Helen. with them. Fuck. See, I, I'm sorry. This ensemble cast, I'm losing track. Uh, they're all in the car, and they're, they're being rambunctious. Everyone's a high schooler in this movie, by the way. They don't all look it, but they're all supposed to be in high school. Another quick and, thing of trivia. Hold that thought. Guess how old Linnea Quigley was playing a high schooler? Oh, she probably in her late 20s. 30 years old. Yeah. So she almost I mean, didn't even – she almost didn't even – audition for this because she was like there's no way i'm 30 years old i'm gonna be because this is after return of the living dead and her yeah. agent was like no do it you know you never know and she was cast on the spot so i want to say this too real quick if this is a 9.5 for tna then her and return of the living dead is a goddamn 11 out of 10 <laughs> yes although you see a lot of bush in this one that's cool i'm, I'm cool with 80s bush mm-hmm. um the, I didn't say that as a bad thing, by the way. Right, right, right. I'm just throwing that out there. The uh, the scene that we're forgetting, and it's crucial. It's a it's a, it's a tie around scene for the film. There's this elderly man uh, walking home, and he's got a bag full of groceries. And Love Stooge, yeah, man. As Stooge and his his posse is rolling by, he sticks his ass out the window, and he's like, you know, mooning the old man and shit. And he's like, the old man's curmudgeonly shaking his fist. He's like. You're all going to get what you deserve, you damn teenagers. And he, he drops his shit because he gets spooked by a, a, a fake-out scare, basically. And 
which that's yeah. when that's when Judy shows up. Yes. tries to ha- tries to help him, and he fucking takes he lashes out against her too. Yep. And what an this old is the asshole. best. This is the best goddamn part. He's picking up the rest of his shit when she runs away, and he's like, "They're they're all gonna get it." And he picks up his apples and hit a pack of fucking razor blades, and he starts laughing. And I'm like, "Oh, this movie it knows exactly what it's doing at this point." Mm-hmm. This is when, this, that even before this, but definitely that moment is when the tone was solidified for well, the me. The razor blades must play a role at the end of the movie. Then that's what I missed with him yes. at the end. Okay. okay. Yes. Another thing too is that actor that played Stooge, they the writers and director wanted him to moon the camera and he was too much of a pussy to show his ass, so he just put some pumpkin underwear on. I'm like, dude, you're in a they just pulled you off of, you know, your your shift at the seven eleven and you won't show your ass to be in a movie. But hey, whatever, you know. Feature all Well Yeah. Fuck it. Stoo no stooge ass in this movie, but don't worry, folks. I think it's the scene, the scene after that, or, or or a scene later. You get, you get, like he said, the 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 Linnea Quigley moose knuckle all yes. all up in you. you yeah, grill. yep, full rot. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, they drag Judy out of bed. Jay convinces her that hey, fuck going to the school dance. Let's go to this awesome Halloween party at an abandoned mortuary. Right. Full house. Hall House, which reminded me of Hill House. Um, they they're they're all heading that way. Uh, Val shows up because he's trying to get get back with uh, Judy, and this Sal. is the trick. Sal, I keep doing that. Yep. This is this is the trick uh, with this movie because I've already spilled these beans. Jay does a character turn halfway through the movie and becomes a prick. Sal starts off prickish, yep. but but. But but almost good humor, just a little abrasive, and I don't know. So I mean, think- at the very beginning, like if I was that kid, I would have given him a nice right hook and then ran to my mom. <laughs> that kid, that kid was a bigger asshole though. He was hiding in his sister's yep. closet. Comes oh, that out. Comment he like, made was hilarious. Oh, nice bosom, sis. Well, he says he says bodacious boobies, sis. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's like uh, again, yeah. This movie, this movie's pretty quotable. That, I don't know. That little kid was an asshole. It was like two little assholes talking to each other outside. But he's like, I'm going to call for my mom. And he's like, no, nah, can't you take a joke? Well, Sal, he turns out he turns out to be an actual, you know, a decent guy with a good head on his shoulders because – I don't know about that. Hey, hey, when shit hits the fan, he's one of the first ones that's like, uh, we need to get the fuck out of here. That is true. Not, not right away when the mirror breaks coming up, but but I'm saying like a little bit after that, he's like – I'm getting the fuck out of here. It's too weird. You, all you people are weird. I mean, so, I'm sitting uh, there with an awkward boner when Angie's doing her dance, and Sal's like, "Dude, I see right through this. Nope, nope, shit's getting weird." I was not seeing through it. I was all about that dance. <laughs> I was yep. like, "Hell yeah, man!" Okay, so so uh, Sal goes to kind of try to try to hit on Judy or whatever, but Jay shows up. They end up leaving. Um, fill in some, sprinkle in some details if I forget because I'm yeah, kind of well, I guess through this he he. The um, the little brother wouldn't even let him in, and he tries bribing the little brother with a quarter. Hey, where's this party at? Quarter didn't work. And he's like, <laughs> Mom. So then he gives him a dollar, and all he did was just tell Sal that Judy's boyfriend's coming over, and there's a party. So he's like, well, I'm going to go crash this party. And 
right after that you meet, you know, Roger, Stooge, Helen, and uh, yeah, you get your whole cast of characters, and yeah, everybody is heading out to the party. When they when when they get to this well on the way to the mortuary, <laughs> Stooge gets a flat tire, <laughs> and that's when uh what what was the what was the doctor and and his girlfriend's names, Max and what, Franny, yeah they're they're with um they were uh, by Jay. themselves yeah they 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 got picked up by uh Jay and Fr- uh Judy, yeah they all passed Stooge and he's like. He's like, hey, man, uh, I, I could really use a hand here, Stooge says. Yeah, fucking Max, I guess he's a he's a wisecracking asshole or something. He's yep. like, oh, yeah? They all start applauding, and then draw, they literally drive away, man. Yeah, they leave them dick. there. Well, it's that funny so because TB was asking me if I've seen this movie before, and I was like, I know I've seen parts of it. Again, I, I don't do rewatches. I know that I saw parts of this as a kid, so I forgot about a lot of this. And I was like waiting for this party scene and like, you know, a hundred people showing up. No, it's just <laughs> them. If I was stooge and <laughs> those fuckers are there, I would have dumped a beer on them or something. Yeah. They've made them walk it. <laughs> Dude, they did. I mean, uh, on the way, if, if, th- if that would happen to me and I know that the place is literally just two miles up the road or whatever it was, I would actually, on, I'd be pissed, but on the way there, I would be respecting them. I'm like, yeah, y'all did that shit. Y'all, Y'all fucking did that to me. Yep. All right. As a funny joke. It's, yep. Yeah, it's it's funny as fuck. So they finally all get to this mortuary and the atmosphere kicks in. This is this is we haven't talked about this at all, but this movie does have atmosphere. Uh oh, yeah. I think I think I think in droves. The mortuary is creepy the way they shoot it. Um they've everything's boarded up, everything is falling apart, it's aged, it looks dusty and old. Uh I, I really feel like this place has fucking been abandoned and they're sneaking into it. And with, well, well, the reason is, is because in real life, they didn't have to do anything. Uh, shortly after this movie was made, that was demoed and they put a grocery store in that spot. So it was a legit rundown old. I don't, I don't know for a fact if it was a mortuary or anything, but um, yeah, it was an old building where it was dilapidated. They didn't really have to do much to spruce it up for the movie. Yeah, fuck, I didn't know that. See, I I stay away from that trivia, but that 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 works, man. That's why it looks it looks fucking yep. legit. I mean, obviously they had to light it and all that, but if that's the way it looked already, then it was begging for Night of the Demons. <laughs> so, they start partying. They they get there, everyone's there. I think they realize that uh Sal is there. He's trying to crash the party by like so, did he go in there and just hide in a coffin, hoping somebody would go open it? Yeah, yeah. He he knew that that's where the party was. He got there first and hid in the coffin, and just expected that somebody at some point was going to be like, "Let's just." Derp I mean, derp, for what it's worth, I think that was you walk in the front door and it's right there. You know, I I think it was right there. Uh, whether or not it's you know. A convenient plot contrivance so yeah yeah i'm more i'm more por- like uh poking fun at it because for the type of movie this is this is exactly what is gonna fucking happen and that's fine I, I don't i don't have an issue with it i'm just like it's it's derp it is derp no matter what um <laughs> but he is a derp they kind of get into like a little altercation him and jay but that's where he's like hey man you know relax 
he crashed it, but he's there and he's just hanging out. He don't cause any problems. So that's when Sal became really okay in my book. I'm like, yeah, man, he's just chilling. And uh, so the party gets underway. Everybody's rocking out. Uh, someone pulls out a strobe light and they're, they're having a good time. Then the fucking music dies. So what do you do at that point? What does anybody do at that point? You have, obviously, you have a fucking seance. <laughs> you try to, you yes. try to talk to the dead. It's fucking Halloween. You're in a, you're in an old mortuary in the middle of fucking nowhere. Some of the characters point that out too, don't they? Like, why in the hell would they put a mortuary like way out here? <laughs> yeah, so you <laughs> like, hear a little bit of the backstory that this mortuary was on sacred ground. And they situated it where they did because there's always running water under it. So before they walk in, they, they walk to a wall and they put their ear on the ground and they could hear running water. So it's this belief that as long as the water is running, it's going to keep the spirits away. Yeah, man. It's always like Native Americans that we're pissing off in, in these horror movies and they're fucking, <laughs> they're haunting us. Um, so they're having this, they're having this seance as, a, as sort of like a party game and uh, one of the girls, I think it's Susan, sees a demon in the mirror when everyone else is looking away. She looks at the oh, mirror. it was Helen. It was Helen. Okay, see, I'm, yep. I'm fucking yep. it up. I'm Stooges, sorry. Stooges and Rogers slam friend. Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Man, Something. She's, that's what I was. She's getting fuck, her holes filled by one of those guys. For sure, way, right? But yeah, by Stooges pig snout. The way he the way he calls her a bitch. That, I call I was people, just gonna get into that, yes. I call people bitch, and you can tell that I'm it's just how, how I'm talking. Yeah, it's not meant to be derogatory. He is being very and I'm not I'm not a fucking white knight or anything like that. I laugh at it when he when he says it, but I laugh at it because he's so fucking outrageous the way he does it. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I would put as a con is that I wasn't a fan. I'll, I'll say that the one-liners were top-notch in this, but the overall writing was I, – I can see them going down that road and writing him in that way, but I don't think that he got the payoff that he deserved if you're writing a character to be that vile, if that makes sense. So I don't know if they were doing it as just kind of, um, you know, for effect. But, yeah, I, I, I was waiting – like I was like, okay, the way they're writing this, I was waiting for something, waiting for her to get a revenge or, or, or something like that, which never came. But yeah, that, yeah, I mean, let's just, let's face it. You, you don't see someone have comments like that in the movie in today's day and age for sure. No, no, it's not going to happen. Um, well, back to the mirror, uh, Helen sees the, the demon in the mirror and I think she sees her own dead body or some dead body. Yep it like splats right up against the mirror, but, but on the other side. So that's really cool. That that's actually the, to me, not even the demon. Cause the demon looks like a big space shrimp or something. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, you kind of look like, have you ever seen that movie? Uh, is it dragon heart? The dragon movie with Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's he's what he kind of looked like. Yeah. I play a dragon in this movie. And in, and in this horror movie from the eighties, I'm a shrimp. Uh, Beast is in our shite, Miss Money. Yeah, man. So big, big shrimp demon, and then, then you you get the first 
to me, real creepy shot of the movie is that sudden body hitting the mirror. I, yep. I, I was like, oh, shit. And the, the entire – it's this huge mirror, that, like a like – a, uh, what would you call that? A standing, a standing mirror that you, you know, you check your outfit out in. I don't know the, the proper term. Yeah. For I mean, it was, it was a full, like a five foot, six foot tall mirror. It just out of nowhere, completely falls forward and smashes all over the ground. And you get a really cool shot of our ensemble cast, having a conversation in all the individual shattered pieces on the floor. Their reflections are coming back at the, at the, uh, the viewer through these shattered pieces. I thought that was really cool. This movie, this movie apes a lot off of Sam Raimi's style. Um, yep. but, yeah, because that, still... that did kind of remind me a little bit of, was it uh, Army of Darkness? Oh, yeah. Wasn't that an Army yep. of Darkness where they yep. all, yeah, yeah. All the little ashes come running yes. out of the, the mirror. Yep. Yeah, and also, in, and literally, like, a, the next fucking thing that happens is this door in the basement opens. Um, you find out later that I believe that that's a, uh, a furnace for, for the, uh, the, the morgue there. And this point of view, like the force in the evil dead, this point of view shot starts running through the entire mortuary until it finally like running down corridors and hallways, everything's dark and you hear this breathing sound. It's, it's kind of fucking creepy again, but then you, then it runs right into the main, you know, the room where they're having their party. I don't know what room it is in, in the place, but and it, it must be it like the front room around. or something where they have the fireplace and all that. So it was like one of the main rooms. It's the foyer or foyer. whatever. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. What, yeah, and uh, the 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 fruit roll up, <laughs> and, they're, and they're 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 all there. The entire cast is there, and this this entity that you don't see but you see from its point of view is circling the room looking for a victim. And it finds this is Susan, yes. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we got the quigs now and she's putting on lipstick and she's looking in her little mirror. And then you get this awesome backward shot. I believe it's a reverse shot of her blowing smoke out. So the, the shot in the film is smoke, green smoke entering her mouth. Yep. And now she is possessed by the giant shrimp demon. Yeah, she becomes obsessed, and then everybody splits off and does her own thing. Yeah, well, not well, but not before this. She uh, kisses Angela, and that causes the demon to enter into her body as well. So now there's two possessed people among the cast, and and th then yeah, that's why do they all decide to fucking Scooby Doo it and 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 go their separate ways? Well, I I think the Shit got two too real. the two the two girlfriends want to. The, the two couples want to go and and bang basically and then uh roger is getting a little bit freaked out and i think he wants to leave so he runs out he tries oh leaving he's the but puss hole no, yeah of the movie for sure he's the puss hole of the movie that yeah real quick another thing that i thought was funny was like they uh, angela's like this is before uh, any of them even get possessed it's when the the spirit of the demon enters the room though and they're all like it's chilly in here. And then someone's like, yeah, but who cut the cheese? And then Angela starts going off. Like, don't you see it's, it's the, the noise, the stink and the chills or something like that. She's like, it's all signs of demonic possession. Yeah. And they, they talk about the difference between a haunted and a possessed house. A haunted house has ghosts in it. 
a possessed house or entities that were never humans or something like that. Straight up fucking demons. Hence, Night of the Demons. Although, I think it's just one demon, right? It's just a shrimp daddy. But there's a lot of people that get possessed, though. So yeah, 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 yeah. Are they kind of like zombies or something? Or or that's one thing I was. I think so. I think I actually I don't think that they're individual demons. Kind of like. For some reason in the Evil Dead, I think they're all individual demons, like yep. Kandarian demons, because they all have different – whenever they're all like, join us, and one by one we will take you, you can hear all kinds of other voices saying it too. Yeah. So I feel like they are legion, where this one is one demon. I don't know if it lives in the furnace or whatnot in this mortuary, but it seems to zombify and reanimate or, or possess, straight up possess. Uh, the people, because it does reanimate too, because yep. some possessed people kill other people and then they come back as zombies. So yeah, there's there's possessions and zombies and seances and fucking mooning old people with apples and razor blades in their grocery bags. This movie's crazy, man. All right, <laughs> this is this is why I was like, this should be the next 1988 movie. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. Um, so Angela, Angela gets gets uh, possessed, but the other characters don't know, and yeah, they all go their separate ways. And this is when, well, uh, Susie takes Stooge over to this bathroom and teases him, but then she goes in, she goes in by herself. Roger and Helen Roger. try to leave. Oh yeah, yes, yep. Yeah, they they were gonna take Angela's car. Uh, which but was spurred the gate on. was like covered up. Yeah, that that's that's a another freaky aspect of this mortuary is once they went inside, the gate that they had entered to has hitherto been bricked up by unknown unknown yep. means. I mean, it's just now it's a brick wall surrounding the entire building, so you would have to scale this this tall ass brick wall to get the fuck out of there. They so Roger and Helen find that out, and then. Uh, it's uh, Franny, Max, Judy, and, and Judy and Jay. They're all having a, a little conversation, and uh, you know, Jay. Jay starts revealing his hand, man. He kind of yep. gives gives Max the eyes, like, "Hey, scram, motherfucker! I'm I'm about to get my dick wet." So so Franny and and Max leave because they're gonna bone too in a fucking coffin. That's that's coming up. Yep. But they they start uh. Judy, Judy, Jay starts trying to fill her Judy up right away, and she's like, "Man, like, no, dude." Just <laughs> you could tell her. You could tell that she was not having it when he went to pick her up. He tried kissing her in the house in front of the mom. She shot him down. She's a virgin, man. Yep. And outside of the house, he kissed her, and she kissed him back. But she could tell she was not having it. So you, you can kind of see, like you said, yeah, Jay starts showing his hand and, and slowly he's devolving into this stereotypical fucking creep. He's worse than Stooge because Stooge wants to bang Susie, but he just kind of waits outside the bathroom while she goes in there and does whatever. And when he thinks that she's in danger because he hears that mirror shatter after she starts really becoming yep. super possessed, it's like her face starts changing and shit. Uh he breaks the fucking door down to like go find out what's going on. Jay is ready to fucking bail on on Judy the moment she doesn't want to put out. Yep. You find this out. You find out that he thought that she banged Sal, so he got with her just so he could fuck her. 
Yep. And this un- this unassuming guy who seemed cool going pick up the girlfriend at the parents' house looks presentable, whatever the fuck that ever meant. Yeah, but yeah, no, he, he, and he was too good for a costume. He's kind of a little preppy bitch, you know, too good to wear a costume to the party. And he is, he's a preppy fucking bitch. Yep. And the fuck he up. closes the door and it somehow locks Susie in. And, and we, Susie's kind of on her own for a while. She, I mean, we, we, we now go to other people for a while before we get back to Susie. No, no, no. Uh, back and forth a couple times to her being locked in there. No, no, no. Judy, Judy, Judy. Yes. Sorry. Judy, Judy. Yeah. Yep. He's, he leaves, slams the door. Judy gets locked in there. And then we kind of, yes. Well, we, um, yeah, we know. But yeah, no. Mm-hmm. So Judy is in there and she's going to be in there for probably the whole second act of the movie. And we don't see her again until the third act. Yeah, which is kind of odd to do to your main character, but we do have to. We gotta knock some people off the list here. Yep. Um, Stu, like I said, Stooge. Here's a a mirror shatter. So he breaks into the bathroom where Susie was. She's not in there anymore. Um, gone. Yeah, which is still wind. It's (laughs) it's still confusing to me where she went. But again. Don't sit here and nit- nitpick this, man. This movie's made it clear. This is not a nitpicking type of film. Um, Raj and Helen, I, they make their way to... Well, Helen completely disappears. Yeah. she uh, Just like just like Susie, she's gone all of a sudden. Like, in the middle of a scene, she vanishes. It's not yep. even off camera. And uh, Well, it is off camera, but it's during the scene. Yep. And Raj goes to sleep in the car, but then her body suddenly falls on top of the car and she's fucking dead yep so i'm assuming we're jumping forward a little bit but yes that is what happens no no i know we are but but it's because of the 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 Susie shit and maybe i'm wrong with the continuity here but no that would make sense i didn't put that together but that 100 percent makes sense yeah that Susie snuck out the bathroom somehow went and killed helen and threw her on the car and then went back Mm -hmm. in the house it, is that what happened? I don't know. I I would Honestly. believe so. But yeah, so at this point then Stooge goes back down and this is the best. At, at this, this is, point, yeah. yeah, so so well while this is all going on, this is when Ange does her little dance. Um this her well, gothic F- dance of death. Well, FYI, this was not choreographed. This was 100% choreographed by her. So she just kind of made this shit up on the fly. And yeah, she went awesome. and did this like gothic, possessed, demented kind of sex dance, if you will. Yes, yes. And it goes on for a long time to Sal. And you'd think that Sal would be just ready to roll. And he's like, no, fuck this. This is weird. <laughs> Stooge comes down at this point and he's like, Stooge, something's going on. This is really fucking weird. So Sal leaves. This is, this is when Stooge pulls uh, Angela close and he's like, Ange come here often and i'm like well, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing you cheesy fuck the movie has completely switched gears in a movie where stooge is a character you actually have a worse character in jay it's 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 odd how it kind of yep. does they're, that they're at the last seconds you, you go through a few different character arcs yeah so he goes he, he pulls her in close and they start slow dancing and then they kiss and it's 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 like for him, it's almost like this could be kind of a, a sweet ass moment, you know. Yep. But it's not a sweet ass moment at all. It's a sweet yep. ass moment for the shrimp demon, because he, yep. dude, she he possesses his tongue the off sh- and possesses him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She bites his fucking tongue off. I forgot about that. Yeah. There's, 
Is this the first moment of gore? I believe so. I think this, yeah, yep. Because, yeah, I started the movie last night, and I finished it tonight, and I paused it when she was doing her sex dance. So, yeah, this is, yep. Yeah, halfway so. Halfway in. Halfway in. Mm-hmm. And it's, this is, like you said, 89 minutes, man. This is an hour and a half. It's, this movie is, is just tight, very tight. So, after, it's after this. This is the scene that you mentioned earlier where uh, <laughs> we do see Susie. Is she she's in is she in the same bathroom again? Yeah, she's, she's back right, in the bathroom. Yeah, Jay so she goes back in, in time. Yeah, well, before that, she's doing her makeup up, mm-hmm. and Sal walks in because he he's on his way out. He saw Angela do her dance, and he's like, "Fuck that!" He walks in, he sees a bare-chested Susan, uh, smearing makeup all over her face and her tits and. Uh, well, she well she pushes the entire tube of lipstick into her nipple. Yep. For safekeeping, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was creative. I'll give him that. Yeah, it's pointless, but it was awesome. And sometimes awesome things can be pointless. Doesn't matter. It's fucking cool. And Sal goes in. He sees her acting like this, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck this. I'm definitely out." And um, he's like, <laughs> you know. You guys are you're you're cute and all, but y'all are too fucking weird for me. Yeah, <laughs> yep. So Sal's trying to amscray. Jay walks in, and this is this is his Walter White moment. <laughs> this is when he goes <laughs> a full villain, and he's like, "Yep, I'm just gonna let this chick suck my dick. I'm gonna fuck her. It doesn't matter." She starts unzipping his pants, taking her pants off. But remember, folks, this is the motherfucking demon. So I just feel sorry for him because he didn't finish and neither did Max and we'll get to that. But yeah, so he's laying down she hops on him 10 seconds of awesomeness. I mean, that's all I need, but apparently he could have used another 20 probably. God damn, man. Fuck this guy's calm, bro. He don't need that. Fuck this guy. I'm sick of Jay. Yeah, she she fucking gouges his goddamn eyes out. Yeah, and that's that look. It looks incredible. That it yeah, like, I would say there's where a lot of your budget went, and these special effects were fantastic. It looks like a real human face. Yep, that she's like, how did they do that? That's movie magic, man. How did Animato- they do that? Animatronic mouth because his mouth was moving, but yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah, she gouges his fucking eye out, and boom, Jay's done. Thank God. And after that, that's when Stooge, he, he, uh, sneaks up on, um, <laughs> Max and Franny as they're having coffin sex. Franny was and, pretty, she was looking pretty fly for a oh, yeah. guy. She is good. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah man. The, the Asian persuasion Stacked. was happening. Stacked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but sadly, Sadly, um, like I said, Stooge snuck up on him, and at this point, yep. Stooge is is not Stooge anymore. He's Shrimp, Shrimp Demon, and he somehow he somehow killed Max by slamming his arm in the coffin. You bleed and out, killing it. Yep. Yeah, you, I, I'm sure if your arm gets cut off, you probably die. Probably your brachial arteries in there. So yeah, you're toast. Yeah, it's pretty fucked. Um, after that, it's a. Uh, Sal's about to leave and he sees Angela by the fireplace and he's like, what are you doing? And she turns around and she's like, oh, I'm just warming my hands by the fire and her hands are on fire. 
Yeah. And they're fucking they're burning like like right there. He is, yep. Yeah. Melting skin and everything. The, the, you know what then? This doesn't make sense, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing that to me? Oh, they'll never know. Um <laughs> so this doesn't this doesn't make sense timeline wise then based on my notes. Because the next scene is uh Helen's body falling on the car while Raj is is sleep trying to go to sleep in it. Yep. So this is way after um Suze, Susan has reappeared in the bathroom. So I don't know what the fuck she does then. I guess she just fucking goes invisible for for a minute. She uh, I I don't I don't know. So so yeah, that's the scene where Helen's body crashes onto the car. And then who well, who who is it after that? It's so at this point, yeah, Jay's gone. Max and Franny are gone. Angie's well, gone. Raj and Sal team up, kind yep. of. It's more. It's more Sal forcing Raj to to yep. follow him through the mortuary, and, and they get they get Judy out. Yes, that that that's what I was trying to get get to. They they finally free Ju, uh, Judy, but uh, then they're split up when Angela starts fucking chasing them everywhere, and then they're they're hiding from Angela, and that's when Sal. And Judy discovered that. Uh, so yeah, they're basically they get brought up to the roof, I believe. Roger is on, I would say, like a little bridge in between a couple areas, and Judy is on the roof getting chased by, you know, Stooge and Ange and all them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 when they come out and Sal Sal. Full, like you said, full character arc. He's redeeming yep. himself at this point. Yep. He comes out the way the way this whole rooftop scene is shot too. Awesome. I don't know if they were up there on like those uh, fucking cherry pickers or whatever the fuck they are. Honestly, I think it was all camera angles because at one point I noticed I was like, oh, that's only like you know seven feet. But the way the camera was set up, it made it look a lot taller than it was. It was a trick then. Good. See. Yep. Th- that's what you do, guys. Mm-hmm. Any potential fucking filmmakers out there? Uncle Cole Boss Tuna will help you out. Damn, man. Get creative with your, with your no-budget-having asses. So Sal and Angela start to have – Demon Angela, demonic fucking Ange start to have a tussle. And they go over the, the side as, as uh, Judy's hanging off the edge. Raj is down there pussholing out. Sal gets impaled on something. Um, Just, yeah, he, he – gets kind of tossed off. He gets impaled on a wooden stake or whatever. Um, big dramatic scene, Judy, she gets thrown over. She's got to shimmy over so she can drop on the little bridge that connects the two. Dramatic for fucking yeah. nothing. Right. Yeah. Cause, so she comes down. Damn. Yep. So now it's just Raj and Judy left. Yeah. So this movie is subverting some horror tropes. They didn't kill the black guy yet. Yeah. Uh, no, normally, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm saying, and it's not, it's just, it's what it was back then. It's like they would fucking have a token black character, and they'd kill him. What I don't like, what they did was make him the fucking weakest character of yeah, the entire he's group. A little bitch boy. And not even, it has nothing to do with because he's black. I just don't like someone that pusses out that hard, man. It's right. like, goddamn, are you really gonna just constantly want to give up? In, but I think the, the reason they death. did that was is because you need someone to play off of and balance Stooge out. So Stooge is this character that's very forward, Agro. strong. Yeah, yep. Yeah, he, he's, he's you know, kind of like a leader kind of deal. 
or I should say he thinks he's a leader, but that's why he's got to have people underneath him like Helen and Roger. But then you see, I think that scene is really underrated with, you know, the car driving by when he's got the flat tire because yeah. you think that he's like a big, bad, badass kind of thing. But then you have uh, Max kind of put him in his place and give him a quote unquote hand, you know? So I, I think that he's in his own little world as far as he's the big bad guy, but everybody else is like, Oh yeah, you know, here's Stooge. Let's make fun of him kind of thing. So. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a joke that thinks he's a badass. Yep. Yeah. We've all known those fucking guys, but uh, after, after this scene, you see this cool little funny moment where the graves, the gravestone where Sal just fell reads it's his name the day he was born and it said died tonight. <laughs> that was like yep, some weird good. demonic trick. Yeah. That that's going on there. But, uh, Raj and, and, uh, Judy, they run away from stooge and everybody else. And they, they managed to lock themselves in the crematorium of, of this mortuary. This is where you find out that there's a fucking furnace. And I think that's where the demon came from to begin with. Um, yeah, so she opens up the furnace. They're like, oh, this is a way out. And no, it's a furnace. There's a skull in there. Uh, they, they start breaking the door down. She gets this clever idea. You had a scene earlier with her trying to light a lighter for a candle. The before, you say this, before you say this badass shit, this is the weakest acting in the whole movie. And I got to point it out, if you have a pro and con list, this is on my con list if I had one. This tell you, between, I think overall the acting wasn't very good in this, to be honest. Well, no, 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 it's not. But this is the, this is the, it, right. it's, 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 you can ignore the bad acting by the charm and, and the funny, but this right. scene, and you can dismiss it in the fact that Judy actually, she literally was a waitress. This is like her first real main acting role. She was a waitress before this. This was her first main cast role, and she was a waitress until this movie, and she quit her job, and that's when she thought she got her break and was – so, I mean, there's a lot of new actors, actresses in this as well. Too, I'm not, so. not going to hate – I'm not hating on them. Right. I'm just saying this is definitely the fucking weakest moment of acting between Raj and, and uh, Judy here where she's like, don't you, you remember, right? Right? And she keeps asking these yes. redundant, yep. repetitive yep. – and I'm like, okay, movie. Hundred percent agree. Let's keep going now. Now, yeah, now get to your but yeah. It's a, it's a cool the, scene the awesome because she goes part. and rips the gas line out, and you got this dramatic scene with her lighting a lighter as Stooge and the demons are busting the door down. They finally bust the door down, and in Hollywood fashion, the lighter happens to light just at that moment. She burns them, and they're able to get away. Yeah, no, this is fucking awesome. I was like, holy shit! They got people running around on fire now. <laughs> it's, yep. it's crazy, man. It goes off the wall. So they, they, they run upstairs, but then they get, they get fucking, um, they get cornered by all the fucking demons. And you've got uh, Angela and Stooge there along with Susan, Jay, Max, Franny, and Sal, right? Like he's back now too. Yeah, um, yep, they're, all, they're, all, they're all there. They, they, end up, they end up escaping the mortuary and they're trying to scale that fucking wall outside that has no gate now, the brick wall. Solid motherfucking brick. Love this movie only, or the scene. Love the scene right here. The only thing they can scale the wall with is a dangling strip of barbed wire. Okay. Yep. Have you ever worked with barbed wire? I actually have a funny, well, 
a funny story on this, but I've, I have worked with barbed wire and I've both set it and tore it down. Long story short, uh, in college, my dad would give us odd jobs to do. And one of them was ripping this old fence out. So on one side of this long, long fence, probably 200 yards long, we had a, like a tractor pulling it and we took it all off of the, um, the posts. The problem is the fence was up there so long that it was embedded in some trees. So I was pulling on one end and I had gloves on, but I was pulling on one end trying to get out of this tree and my buddy got on the tractor and started fucking pulling. So just as it got taut with the tractor, I went to pull it and it literally ripped the barbed wire through my hands. I had full leather like welding gloves on, shredded yeah. through them. Both my hands cut fucking wide open. Uh, I, I was trying to tough it out. The first day I didn't go to the hospital. One of them got infected and I had to go in and my hands were like bandaged up fucking useless for like two weeks after that. My hands got fucking shredded. So I could not, that's why I love this scene so much is it made me cringe thinking about that part. Yeah. I work, I work with barbed wire too. And, and we use it. Fuck it. Fuck that little device called you ever, you ever work with a pork chop? Oh, it's the this, crimper tool thing. Yeah. It, it holds the barbed wire so yeah. you can stretch it out and, and, yeah, and yep. hook it to a fence post. Well, yeah. that, that shit's fucking unnerving. And, and to watch them have to scale this wall by destroying their hands. Yeah, man, I was, I was feeling that. I'm like, God damn, this sucks. Every moment of this sucks for them. For me, it's, it's a awesome. very dramatic scene because, um, Roger gets over the wall. Yeah. He's on top. Well, he tries pushing Judy up. She can't do it. So he, he does kind of like come through a little bit as far as gentleman goes. Like, here, you go first. She couldn't do it. He goes, gets up there. I thought he was just going to bail on her and leave. Well, and he, yeah. he didn't. He tried helping her. But then the demons yes. came, and they yes. started pulling on her, and he fell back. And then they hit you again. You're like, oh, he's fucking gone and done this time. So she's yeah, I thought he and, was just going to listen until they yeah. finally fucking tore her apart. Yeah, he had his hand over his ears like, oh, God, you know, she's yelling, screaming, I can't do this. All of a sudden, boom, he reaches down. He's got some cojones left on him. So he jumps back up, super dramatic, of course. She's got like two fingers left on the barbed wire. He reaches down, boom, saves the day, pulls her to safety, and some weird green fucking gas comes and envelops everything. It's good. Yeah, the sun rises. And that's they said that in the movie earlier that tonight, Halloween night, yep. is the only night that they can possess and walk walk the the, yep. the living world yes. and yep. so yeah the sun rises and it it destroys all the demons all the corpses they get banished back to hell, the shrimp demon goes back to fucking shrimp hell, whatever the hell's going on there. It's a hell and, of garlic and butter. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's he's getting delicious. fucking sautéed up in hell. And so they walk home, they go home and, um, they, they are, they are beaten. They are war torn. They just spent a night in an abandoned mortuary fighting the forces of hell. And they pass a familiar character, the old curmudgeon from, from the beginning of the movie yeah. from the night before. And he, he's outside picking up the newspaper cause it's, it's the early morning hours. And he's oh, like, kids staying out all night. Rah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bah humbug for Halloween. Yeah, so the old man goes inside, and his wife is just, you know, I could tell something was up with this chick, man. His old wife was being a little too nice, a little too sweet. 
and she gives him his breakfast and he starts chowing down on on pie apple pie apple pie she's like it's homemade homemade he's he he's, he's you do this? out <laughs> i was up all night silly <laughs> and then he fucking starts bleeding from the neck and razor blades are falling out of his fucking neck because it was yeah, his this is what i was asking apples. before is i didn't catch this part i didn't i didn't put the I, I missed the razor blades like i remember when the grocery bag fell but i don't remember razor blades down there so at this point i was really confused i'm like what the fuck happened with him why is he bleeding out of the neck? But then earlier you said that apples and razor blades fell. I was like, oh, okay. There yeah, we go. yeah, yeah. Go back and watch the scene when his throat is splitting open. Again, awesome practical effects. Yeah. Razor blades are just falling out. Like, okay, now, again, you don't nitpick it. You just enjoy it because you're going to ask yourself, how, the fuck how did he swallow a bunch of razor blades? Yeah, how do you even chew that needed? I mean, yeah. come on, dude. Because they're full-size razor blades coming out yeah. of his throat. It's not like they're little chunks or something. Yeah. Um, they're not, it's not razor dust. And so he falls over dead, and the movie ends with her walking over, giving him a nice little kiss on the head, and saying, Happy Halloween, dear. Yeah. Boom. That's the movie, man. That's fucking Night of the Demons from 1988. We just ran through that shit for you, folks. Yeah, bud. You want to go first? You want me to go first with final thoughts and ratings? Um, I, I'll, I'll go ahead. I, okay. I, I wanted to, I wanted to pick this one. This was my first choice for a Halloween movie because I recently saw this as, as, as uh, early as last year for the first time ever. And I was like, wow. Yeah, this is, this is again, said it before evil dead vibes, particularly part two and return of the living dead, <laughs> nothing to do with Linnea, but she's in both. So that's just bonus points. Um, Owner the humor, points and boner points boner donor go watch hubie halloween um <laughs> i love that movie um adam sandler is king uh, so he he loves halloween man he even did the transylvania hotel transylvania yes, movies adam, yes, adam sandler is fucking awesome so um it just it screams halloween it takes place on halloween it it it, it involves zombies and demon possession and body horror and stupid ass 80s humor this is just a a culmination almost of like in certain ways a culmination of sort of 80s horror films it's it's not and it's not the first one you'd want to even think of but if you kind of look at all of it you know it makes it kind of makes sense that way at least to me it does so for night of the demons as a halloween movie so Keep that in mind when I'm telling you about this rating here. Keep everything we've mentioned in mind about this being a low budget, poorly acted, great special effects, and in my opinion, culmination of a lot of a lot a lot of the things the 1980s horror films were doing. I'm gonna go ahead and give this movie a very strong eight out of ten. Okay. For for the Halloween season, you watch this any other time of year. And you're not in the right mood. I don't know if it's gonna hit you the right way. And I'm not talking right. to, I'm not talking to seasoned horror fans. I'm talking to people out there who might not be as engrossed in this genre as we are. If you're just listening to this show and you're a casual fan, you're picking up movies based on you know what Boss Tuna says, what Drunk Darius says, what I say. You, you, you're th this movie right here. Watch it on Halloween. 
I think you're going to have a lot of fun with it. it. It's just, it's a blast, man. Like that's basically all it is, is, is a, a fun, it's a Halloween hoot nanny. <laughs> Very know? well said. Very well said. And I'm glad you said that because I forgot to write this down. I wanted to take 30 seconds here and go back on our last episode of uh, flesh eater. When we were, when I was reviewing that, I did give that an eight and a half, but if I wasn't clear, I wanted to clear it up now. So that is my, zombie gem type style rating flesh eater i know i came in pretty high people are like eight and a half you're fucking bonkers <laughs> as, as a zombie gem type of movie that that is yeah it's definitely a strong eight and a half overall as far as a movie goes i mean let's be honest here that's probably closer to like a five or a six um but as far as being a zombie gen i love it so that's where i came in with that so that, that makes sense no, it does, and I want to. I want to piggyback and say, for a seasoned horror fan, that's the kind of hidden gem a, a horror fan wants to watch. Right. Exactly. I, I give it a. I gave it a lower rating than you did, but but I did enjoy the fuck out of it for what it was, and yeah, th- yeah like I, that's what I'm saying. That's the kind of movie you want to show someone who's kind of seen a lot already, and be, yep. so they can they can appreciate what there is to appreciate in a film like Flesh Eater. Also, sure. 1988. <laughs> yes. Okay, back to the topic at hand, 1988's Night of the Demons. So I'm going to do my final thoughts and review a little bit different. And Tibu, I know you like this movie, so I'm going to kick you in the nuts and then give you a hug. So <laughs> let's start out with my cons. Um, the first thing I will say is that this acting is quite poor. There are some mm-hmm. good spots in there, but... I mean, you really can't fault it at that because this movie had a lot of very first-time actors, a lot of no-names. I mean, really the only one that is worth talking about is going to be Linnea Quigley. Um, It felt long. Uh, I know you, from what you said earlier, you disagree with this, and and I'm fine with that because you said it was a tight 90 minutes. For me, it just felt a little bit long, um, maybe because – the spot that I paused it at was when Ange was doing her dance. So that was halfway through the movie. That was 45 minutes in and there really wasn't much going on for what it's worth. I was hoping for a little bit more of maybe character development or something at that point. But to me, it just felt long. This movie's one liners are phenomenal. I would give the one liners in this movie like a nine or a nine and a half. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. However, overall the dialogue was pretty poor. Um, the writing on this, I had some big problems with, particularly with the characters. We talked a little bit about this with Stooge and the way he was written, for example. I did like the character arcs with Sal, for example, and Jay. I liked it more so with Sal. It worked better. Jay, I had a problem with because that character arc was kind of it was wrapped up really fast. I mean, I felt like they spent a lot of the movie making him out to be a good guy. And then boom, we're in a blink of an eye. We're going to really swap him over. So, um, I mean, you really did kind of see his true colors. The biggest problem I have with that is in Stooge's character. So I felt that with the way that they wrote him and how much of a vile piece of shit he was to women in general, (laughs) I feel like they sh- that they were building him up to have a pretty epic demise, which I felt was underwhelming. And lastly, the ending was just not satisfying to me. Um, I thought it was 
kind of abrupt in what I didn't, I didn't like the ending on how, I mean, I, I know that they made them scaling that wall kind of the final deal, but I would have liked to, I mean, for me, I just would have liked the ending to be a little bit more satisfying. Um, you know, I think them just running and jumping over a wall just didn't really work for me. I would have liked to seen it a little bit more, you know, let's, let's kill one or two, or let's see if we can kill the demon. I mean, they, they really left that open-ended, which I'm fine with in a lot of movies as far as an open-ended goes, but I felt like the demon was kind of, um, like, like, let's just shoo him in here and, and see what happens. I felt like that whole storyline <laughs> was a little bit unfinished, if you will. Um, I would have either liked a little bit more backstory or something like a little flash at the end, like, ha the demon lives. And, you know, they, they invoked him and he's, you know, living in a cat that's running through the property or something like that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this, the caveat to all that, and, and, and it goes with the acting too, this movie wasn't made by virtuosos. There are no, there are right. no Sam Raimi's or Bruce Campbell's in this. Um, nobody went on to do anything of, of note other than Linnea Quigley, which we've already said. And you can kind of say she already did her thing of note before this. Um, I agree, though. I do, I do wish there was a bit more. I felt it was lack. Like, you get some good moments of gore, and the, and the practical effects are really good when they're there. But yeah, there there wasn't, and it's fucking Roger's fault, dude. He was a puss, and they pussed out with this character, and yeah. they didn't try to fight back, except for the the awesome flamethrower scene is the one thing you get, where they try to fight back against these these uh, zombie demons or whatever the fuck they are, and I agree with that. Yeah, I I, I and I, I I see what you're saying. I wanted a little bit more fight too. Right. Um, I like the wall scaling. I, mean, I like. I was going to say, especially with Roger's character. I mean, Roger was kind of, like you said, he was taking that turn. He, he was, he, he was, you know, starting to find out he's got a, you know, a bag hanging between his legs kind of thing, but it just yeah. didn't really, you know, it was a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So finishing up, uh, I just got done kicking T boom the nuts. Now I'm going to give him a hug. Dude. I love the gore on this. The gore and the makeup effects were awesome. Um, I remember thinking you'd think, as a kid, I would remember this scene, but I didn't with Linnea Quigley. So she unbuttons her shirt. And I'm like, yeah, she's, she's hot. Then for a mm -hmm. second, I'm like, God, her nipples are shiny. Like, were they putting too much makeup on there? That's when I was like, Oh, here's where they did the, the silicone deal. Uh, the mm -hmm. gore makeup effects were fucking really good. Really good. The, the first real shot you get of that is when she shoves that, which just makes no sense. I, I really would like to get into the head of, <laughs> The writer, no, he's like, let's just no. shove a fucking this is, <laughs> a that's, lipstick that, in her nipple. That goes back to my verse. There's no verse. Okay, this movie is a pile of 80s cliches. That's And that's it why is. I say cul in culmination. In a bunch of random of, yeah. thoughts, yes. I guess. Yes. Yeah. It, it's the dialogue and the effects or what – not the dialogue. The one-liners. <laughs> yes, I'll back off absolutely. of the dialogue. I won't – uh, because even I said, yeah, there's some scenes where I'm like, God damn. But the yeah. one-liners, some of the jokes, and the effects are what, what really make this movie. The story is raw. Yes. The acting's bad. I, I, I want to say, like you did too, just before you give your finals, I'm rating this based on a Halloween viewing yep. and, and a prior knowledge viewing. If you're just coming into this as a – well, fuck, actually, if you're coming into this as a fresh horror fan, this might be very influential for you, kind of. Yeah. 
in a certain way. Uh, because if you've never seen something like Evil Dead and this is your first taste of something like that, you would hold Night of the Demons up high and be like, oh, shit, this movie's amazing until you eventually backtracked and were like, right. oh, oh, shit, this is where it comes from. Sorry, I'm derailing you, man. I'm, I'm, no, you're I'm good. Bad. You're good. I mean, the, the pros, first and foremost, the gore and the makeup effects. Uh, I'm a huge fan of blood that looks good. Italian movies fucking drive me nuts because that blood, the color just doesn't make sense. Yeah, that that's a whole different topic we'll get into. But I hate the color of blood in Italian movies. Oh, um, okay. Suspiria. Okay. <gasps> Shut your mouth. Preferably, you fucking... dude. The blood in that movie is trash. It's fucking. It it's. No. I hate it. I hate it. All right. Anyways, All right. we'll save. We'll we'll table that. All right. The gore and makeup effects are awesome. The score is actually pretty good. Um, I will say yes. that we watched this on Amazon Prime. Oh, go ahead. The fucking opening, dude. Yes, I was just gonna get there. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, that's what I was just gonna say. Is is this the the sound? Me. I don't know if it was me or my TV or whatever. But this, we watched this on Prime. Both of us did, and I think that the transfer, the sound was pretty horrible overall. But that isn't anyone's fault other than i guess amazon prime or or if something was messed up with my shit but yeah overall the score was pretty good the opening scene yeah i mean it was it hit all the right notes it was in the right places it was where it needed to be so i was happy with that yeah the the title card scene that the the whole animated like that's so bleeds halloween and and got me right that was i I said earlier the the old man with the razor blades got me in the tone like the right tone of the film like clued me in, but no, dude, it was really the opening. If I really think about it, that opening, let me know this is about to be some, some spooky Halloween fun shit. Yes. And that brings me to my next part, which is the, the set was great or not the set, the setting, uh, the Halloween setting. You, you got the feel for Halloween, although it was lost in some parts of the movie, but yeah, they did a great job in the beginning uh, with the party. The house was great. We talked about this already, but I was very happy. The house setting was pretty cool. As I said, Stooge was a great character. I loved him. The one-liners were awesome. And then the ornery old man really made it for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty happy. Overall, I'm giving this a 6.75. Part of it was, is, is honestly, I was expecting a lot more. Um, I was going to say this before I gave my rating, but you know, I figured I'd kind of, I mean, this movie is beloved and a lot of people were talking about it. Although I was a little bit disappointed. I didn't give my rating on this right away because I typically like to sleep on a movie. I mean, you have your initial thoughts and views, but I wanted to sleep on it to kind of really come into it. But uh, as far as a Halloween watch, I would say, yeah, I mean, this would, I, I, I can completely get down with an eight on it, but overall it's a 6.75. Um, am I going to watch this again? Uh, probably not. If it's around Halloween, I will, um, you know, so yeah, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to back off of that eight, um, and, and come down a little bit to a 7.5 based 7.5? on, yeah, yeah. I'm going to come down a little bit because I think I'm high on the movie. Right now, because yeah. because I just watched it again for right. the second time only, and it is the season. I think I'm maybe because it's not it's not an Evil Dead two. It's not a Return of the Living Dead. Neither of those even take place on Halloween. But you'd probably be better off watching them. Um, if I'm going to be honest, right? And I think an eight, I think an eight's a hard ass fucking. That's a, that's a high. Dude, score I gave Flusher eight and a half, so you can stand by that if you want. 
No, no, I'm going to come down to a okay. 7.5. Uh, well, perfect, because I was just writing it down when you said that. So I got you down as a 7.5. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. The acting, the acting is, 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 is shit. And, and there is something being like left being desired. You do want a little, if you already know, again, prior knowledge kind of helps and hurts. Yeah. And, and you, you want, you want more fight. The, the, the torch throwing, the, the flame throwing is cool. Yes. But as far as a tight movie though, I could see what you're saying about it. Like if it seems like it would drag or, or not seems like, I mean, if it dragged for you, it dragged. Mm -hmm. I could see that. For me, it's it just I I do feel like it is one thing kind of after another. Um, yeah. Are there some scenes that could have been cut or trimmed? Trimmed definitely. Um, yeah. Where Raj and Sal are standing in the hallway and they're trying to avoid Angela. There's a lot of avoiding yeah. demons that that could have been trimmed a little bit, but then you'd have you know I guess an hour and twenty movie instead of an hour and a half. But uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna come down to a seven point five, man. Okay. Um, I, I still you. think it's it's fun, like, and that's and again that's a Halloween season rating. I'd probably be more around where you are, like a, around a, a seven out of ten yeah. overall, because I do appreciate the good qualities of the film, and I do think it is. And worth it's just watching. a Halloween theme movie. I love that part. You know. Yes. I mean. I mean. Yeah, we're fucking yep. wars for that. Right. So, Boss Tuna comes in as six point seven five. Tibu as. A 7.5, and that wraps up our discussion of Night of the Demons, 1988. As always, finalizing a show without another fireside chat bonus episode afterwards, we are going to end episode 28 with what to expect next episode. I know we've been pumping out episodes here pretty much weekly for the month of October, but we're going to take a week or two break just to recharge batteries, get some watches in everybody, not everybody. A lot of people are, are packing their October with the 31 days of, of horror uh, as well. So I, I did. Yeah. Yep. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't, but no, I, I, I think, you know, we'll be back here probably mid November and look forward to it because I'm really excited. This was probably the hardest movie for me to pick. I'm trying to think of what movie to pick to come off of a Halloween special. And I think I got a good one. It's not themed with anything. I was trying to think of, let's get a turkey themed or a fall themed. Nope. Nope. I just picked a movie that I had never seen before and I really want to see it and talk about it. So next episode... The newer movie is going to be Funny Games from 1997. I don't even know that movie. Oh, strap up, Buckwheat. <laughs> I have never seen it, but I know it's going to be fun. Oh, Funny shit. Funny Games 1997. It's one that's been on my list for a long time. I'm pumped. Tibu, what is your quote-unquote old movie? Well, this, this is one that you already know, man. Uh, I, I, I was yep. wanting to... Can I guess Rosemary's Baby? Yeah, yeah. It's fucking Rose. It's 1968, <laughs> Roman Polanski's adaptation of the R11 novel, Rosemary's Baby. This is one of my, well, yeah. Let me. What year is that again? 1968. 68? Yep. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, put a pin in my comments. But yeah, I'm, I'm 
I want to talk about Rosemary's Baby with you, I've man. I've never I want seen you it. To, yeah, I want you to see it, mostly. M okay. More so than even fucking talking about it. I just okay. want you to watch that movie. Um, okay. It's a slow... Audience, listeners, if you've never seen Rosemary's Baby, it is a slow burn. So get ready for a slow fucking movie. But the character... Anyway, yeah, Rosemary's don't, Baby. Don't read anything <laughs> on it, because I already know the ending, which really pisses me off. But... Oh. Yeah, wow. so don't read anything on it. Yeah, yeah, don't look up nothing. Uh, I think I think in context of the film, though, knowing the ending won't... It, it, you'll still enjoy. Anywho, um, I'm showing my fucking hand. But why else would I pick it? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Rosemary's Baby will be my fucking choice. And That's then be cool. I have the segment. It's going to be Actor Spotlight, so stay tuned for... What actor is Boss Tuna going to talk about? And I bet if you guys, if I gave you guys 10 guesses, you'd come up with it. But actor spotlight, discussion topic. We have Tibu's very first discussion topic. Buddy, what is it? So for my first discussion topic, I'm going to have, and this is going to be apropos, Satan in cinema. So we're going to look up when has Satan appeared in film and what has been his impact on film specifically i don't want to get religious with this this is just a strictly horror movie based uh, topic so maybe like uh, what are some of your favorite films that feature satan what are your some of, some of your yeah some of your favorite aspects of a film involving satan in the storyline shit like that i mean if you want to throw in you know passion of the fucking christ because Satan's all up in that movie, right? then that's fine. Yeah. That yeah, that that jives with me, dude. I don't, I don't, I don't care. So uh, yeah, Satan in cinema. Everybody, get ready for that. Bone up on your uh, on your devil knowledge. Nice. So to recap, new movie Funny Games, 1997. Old movie Rosemary's Baby, 68. Discussion Satan cinema. And get ready for the actors' spotlight. That concludes. Episode 28, Halloween special. Folks, I wish you guys a happy Halloween. I hope you had a happy Halloween. And with that, I am going to leave it with Tibu. Anything you want to say to our listeners, buddy? Yeah, man, I'm going to echo something, uh, some sentiments I had on uh, the nightclub. Everybody's been through what we've all been through this year this has been a fucked up year and for a lot of us horror fans the halloween season is a bastion of good times and nostalgia i mean we we return as, as adults whether vicariously through our children or re-watching old favorites you know we're just kind of getting a glimpse of the good old days everybody was dealing with isolation and 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 and, and hardships so stick together the best way you can if it's with your little community if it's through horror whatever gets you through it i hope as boss tuna said that everybody had a happy halloween and with that folks happy halloween and i hope it was as good for you as it was for us boom
Okay, okay.